Welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. On the phone with me now is beloved chef Carla Hall. You remember her as the former co-host of the Emmy Award-winning show, The Chew. It's our pleasure to welcome Carla Hall to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Carla. How are you? I'm great. Now, first of all, Carla, we all remember you from Bravo's Top Chef, but how did you actually get your start in the culinary world? I didn't start cooking until I was in my mid-twenties, and right now it feels like so long ago because that was over 25 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was actually modeling in Paris, and it was over there when I was hanging out in the kitchens, and I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Before, you know, you take your family for granted. When your grandmother's cooking, my mother didn't really like to cook, but when your your grandmother's cooking, you know, you go to her house and everything is ready. You don't go into her kitchen. At least I didn't. So, but I had that tradition of Sunday suppers and going to my grandmother's house and, and that, I think that was part of my growing up. Even I, even when my, when my grandmother got older, my mother was still going there to get food. So when I was <laughs> in Paris, you know, um, and there was this woman from Tennessee. Her name was Elaine Evans, and she would do this Sunday brunch, and the models would come over, and she would cook. And it reminded me of those Sunday suppers with my mom and my grandmother and my sister. And so, but I, I wasn't outside playing. Now I'm inside and watching the food being prepared, whereas before I wasn't. And so I'm like, oh, this is what was going on. <laughs> So when did you, at what point did you know, you know, you, you grew up and your, your grandmother was cooking. When did you first notice that, you know, you had some talent in this culinary thing? Uh, when I, I had a lunch delivery service that I started as a fluke and people um, enjoyed my food. So it, I was in around 25 and I didn't really cook before that. So at that time, what kind of food were you cooking? And I was doing sandwiches. So I would do sandwiches and I was showing uh, people in the black community. And this was in Washington, D.C. And I had primarily focused on an area like Fifth, was it Fifth Street, Fifth Street, Northwest in Washington, D.C. And I had just focused on this area and I was showing them how they could eat deliciously without beef or pork. And I don't even know, honestly, I don't even know where that came from. I just, I just decided that that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> and I would make biscuits and put smoked turkey on them. And I would have uh, sandwiches with, uh, croissant sandwiches with smoked turkey, tuna salad with chopped up vegetables, um, curry chicken salad with apples and raisins, veggie sandwiches, fresh salads, fresh green salads and fresh fruit salads. I would do at least five different quick breads and cakes. And I had a soup that I would do daily. And then on Fridays, I would do special meals. So let's talk about the chew. You know, how did that come about? And what was that whole experience like for you, Carla? Um, So I was on Top Chef twice. I was on season five and then all stars, which was season eight, that all stars ended in 2011. And that's when I won fan favorite. And I think because of that and winning fan favorite, I was asked to come and audition for the chew and do a chemistry test. And, um, they chose me and, and honestly, they said, okay, you're, you're going to be chosen. And six days later it was announced. And, I think the biggest difference from being on Top Chef was that you're cooking and you're doing what you're doing. And then, you know, cameras happen 
to be capturing that. Whereas on the chew, it was hosting. So you are cooking, you are teaching the audience something, the viewers, you are talking to each other, you're sometimes interviewing, and you're doing all of this, making it seem easy in a five-minute segment, which was really hard. I think for me, it was such a huge learning curve. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it took, me, it took me a while to get it. So take me behind the scenes of those shows, you know, Top Chef and then The Chew. What goes on behind that? You touched on that because there's a lot more going on. And what is that pressure like, um, especially when you're cooking something and doing something like Top Chef versus, you know, what you were doing on Chef? Because were you totally prepared for what The Chew was? Not at all. Okay. I wasn't at all. I, I had no idea. I mean, you can't you can't prepare for something that you've never done before mm-hmm. because you have no idea what that is. I, I think I had done cooking classes before, and so that part I knew, but I had to truncate. Um, like, you know, I, I can talk in front of people for 30 minutes and entertain them during a cooking segment, but now I need to do it very quickly with my points, you know, mm-hmm. just planned out, um, you know, tell a little bit about myself and who I am. So for Top Chef, behind the scenes, you, um, every, you're you sequestered. You don't have a telephone. You don't have newspapers. You don't have a computer. You have none of that. Mm. And I talked to my husband in six weeks, um, two times. Wow. So you, you can't just get up and call. You are living all together with the other contestants. You are um, being told exactly what to do, when to go to the bathroom, all of those things. So because it's a show, they have to keep everything so secretive because um, otherwise the surprise or the the stress of it all, which is how the show is built, is ruined. (laughs) They count on you being stressed out. (laughs) All right. So that was that, and it was real. Um, whereas on the chew, it's about preparing and making those dishes and talking to the producers and them coming to you and saying, okay, for this show, it's going to be a show on um, Thanksgiving food. So you're doing a cooking segment on desserts. What do you want to do? You know, so each time that they came to each of the hosts, we would tell them within the – within the theme of the show, what we wanted to make, and we would come up with those recipes. And the culinary team would troubleshoot them for us and come back with taste, and then we would tweak it and say, well, I don't want to do that. I want to do this, if we didn't already have a recipe. Okay, good. So I'm just curious. You know, you talked about those Food Network shows where you're judging. What is it like? Because you guys have to taste a lot of food. I know the pressure yeah. there. <laughs> what is that like? And what's that whole judging process like for you? Because you don't want to be too harsh. You want these people to grow and to learn, but you don't want to be too harsh either. What's that like being a judge? Well, you've actually mentioned it. I mean, you in your in your question. So I don't I want them to grow. Um, I also want to be um, constructive. And sometimes I'm eating something that I may not like. Mm-hmm. However, um, because I have been a contestant, I'm always looking to be constructive. If I don't like something, I, I ask myself, is this something that isn't done well or do I not like it personally? Mm-hmm. And if I don't, if it's the latter and I don't like it, I will say, 
okay, it was it done well and by with technique. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can judge something that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you are eating a lot of food, so one bite. You know, somebody who is um, is actually a contestant, they have really one bite to win me over. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, we're speaking to the former host of ABC's The Chew, Carla Hall. She's here this morning to talk about her new cookbook. The title of the book is Carla Hall's Soul Food Every Day and Celebration. Now, Carla, tell us about this new cookbook because you're really proud of this book, I understand. I'm so proud of it. I am looking at soul food, the two sides of soul food. The celebration foods, which I think we know, uh, macaroni and cheese, candied yams, fried chicken, um, smothered Mm. pork chops, all of that, all of those things that we know as soul food. But I'm taking it a step further and saying there's another side. There are the everyday dishes that are closer related to the African diaspora, like all of these grains, the sorghum, millet, um, all of these fresh vegetables because people had gardens. And looking at that through the lens of if my ancestors came over today, how would they be eating? Okay, so let me ask you this, and I'll ask this for my wife, because, you know, every morning I get up or just about and say, hey, babe, what's for dinner? Because I look forward to that. For working moms that are listening this morning, what's a quick recipe for working moms that's in your new cookbook? Well, I think there's so many fast recipes, all of these vegetables that are fast. I have uh, one pot dishes. I have a hamburger and tomato and and macaroni um, dish that's one pot. I have um, sorghum, which is a grain with butternut squash and, um, and celery and onions. I have another one with millet that has roasted cauliflower. I really thought about the home cook who is busy. I thought about one, where they're going to get their ingredients from and are they accessible? I thought about how many dishes you need to make my food. I thought about how much time it takes. So I I thought about all of that. And I think for the everyday dishes, they're all fast, whereas the celebration dishes take more time because you, you they're special and you're mm-hmm. not eating like that every day. I have one dish that's one of my favorites. It is uh, an oven smothered chicken. You put the chicken in the pan, onions, and you wrap it up and you throw it in the oven. Mm. Hour later, you take it out, you're ready to eat. You know, and all of those onions with the, the stock or the water and with all of those aromatics become fragrant and you're ready to eat. So I really did think about the the mom who is you know has very little time and who is multitasking and again this morning we're speaking to celebrity chef carla hall now carla how can our listeners get a copy of your new book well i'm always going to say you can of course you can get it online i think Mm -hmm. if you have smaller private bookstores you know in your neighborhood support them but but go online to amazon you can get and where all books are sold so carla you're always busy you know the chew is not on anymore but what's next for you what's the next chapter for carla hall what is that going to look like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) well that's an honest answer what are you working on now i've seen you on some food network shows as judges as a judge yes yes and so I mean, we loved you on that. that. Yeah, I'm making appearances. I, I mean, you've seen me on the Halloween Baking Championship. You've seen me on the Ultimate Thanksgiving Challenge. I am a food contributor on GMA Day. So you can see me on Wednesdays on GMA Day, which is at the same hour that the Chew was on. Um, but I'm doing that for now. I want to do 
acting. I want to develop a soul food line. Hmm. And I am looking to develop other show ideas. So I'm doing all of that. But it takes a, it takes a while to develop a show. If I start today, you won't see that show for two, for two seasons because mm-hmm. it takes a minute to develop it and then to shoot it and then you'll see it. So all right. it takes a while. Well, thank you so much, Carla, for taking time to talk to us. I really do appreciate it. If our listeners, if they would like to find out more about you, Carla, how can they find out more about you? Twitter, Carla Hall. You can find me on Facebook, Chef Carla Hall. You can also find me on Instagram, Carla P. Hall. And then I have a website, CarlaHall.com. All right. And Carla, thanks once again. You're so welcome. It's great to chat with you, Rodney. Blessings to you. You're welcome. We've been speaking to celebrity chef Carla Hall. We'll be back with more Sunday Morning Magazine right after this. Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton Tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com.